But Mary is our mediatrix with the Lord, our, our maternal mediator with, with God himself. This is the gift that she is for us. And it's very key to understanding her identity as the Blessed Mother. And uh, we know that this, this term of, of mediator, we heard a little bit about this earlier this week in the homily. And um, I've, we heard it in the letter of St. Paul, spoke in the letter of, to Timothy about this idea of mediation and our Lord, but specifically our Lady, Mary. She's a, this term mediatrix means a mediator, a female mediator. And so mediator is this one who goes between. It's one who intervenes between these two disputing parties for the purpose of effecting a reconciliation. So essentially it's bringing two that are separated and drawing them together into a communion, collapsing that distance between the two and bringing them into a common union, into a oneness. And as I described, we, we heard of Christ's mediation and we fittingly celebrated that yesterday in a powerful way, his exaltation on the cross. And as I mentioned the letter to Timothy, it says there is, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. And we, we might be thinking sometimes, well, he's, he perhaps is the only mediator, the only one, but we also heard in that, that homily on Monday that he's the, the principal one or the, the, the one at the head of a series, but there can be many other mediators that we have with the Lord. And I think it's particularly fitting that on this day, the day after the exaltation of the Holy Cross, that we, as we fixed our attention on our Lord yesterday, the church is saying, fix your attention on this, the mediator, your motherly mediator today, our blessed mother. And so she, in a, in a very particular way, is a mediator with Jesus, with Christ, although in a subordinated way, but still a unique role of mediator. And we, we also heard in our, our letter to the Hebrews this morning, um, this idea of mediation, and it said about this idea that in the days when the Lord was in the flesh, he offered uh, prayers and uh, loud, loud uh, prayers and cries and supplications, but this idea of the Lord being in the flesh. And so we're reminded of that incarnation of our Lord, that he's fully divine and fully man. So he in his own person brings these two together and he in a special way mediates for us. But in particular, we have this, and, and this is also actually a reading in the, uh, oftentimes it comes up in uh, ordination of priests or, or priestly, um, priestly ordination ceremonies where this idea of Christ as a priestly mediator. But today we're focusing, uh, we can see in the exaltation of the cross that we, we see that Christ is mediator. Christ was the new Adam who was mounted on that wood of the cross that new tree of life. And although Christ was fully divine, that he himself was clothed in this flesh. And it was clothed in our human nature that he won that great victory for us over sin, death, and over Satan. But who else was there when he accomplished this great victory? And who was it that clothed our Lord in those garments of his human flesh? 
It is Mary. It is Mary who was there. And she is truly the, that inseparable companion of our Lord. All throughout his life and all the mysteries of his life, you think of the Annunciation. It was her who received our Lord for the sake of the whole human race. It was her alone who received him. Also, we see at Cana, Our Lady is powerfully interceding for the very first public miracle that our Lord ever worked, bringing to birth that, that faith in the disciples. And also we see here, especially we honor her here today, she's at Calvary. She's consenting to this sacrifice that the Lord made to forgive us of our sins. And so she's constantly there with Christ every step of the way, the beginning, the middle, the end, in heavenly glory. And there's a beautiful line that, as St. Louis de Montfort says, a great apostle of Mary, he says, it's easier for, for, to separate light from the sun than it is for us to separate Jesus from Mary. They're so intimately bound together in the communion of their life. And so we also hear from the, the words of the church um, in the, the constitution of the church called Lumen Gentium in the, in the Vatican Council, but it describes, it says, Mary in a wholly singular way, cooperated by her obedience, by her faith and her burning charity in the work of the savior in restoring supernatural life to souls. And I think that's very important, that wholly singular way, that we are mediators in our own way, but in a very special way by God's free choice, he said, Mary, you are the one whom I'm going to entrust the great treasure of myself, of my son, and you will share him with the world. And so in a wholly singular way, she is before us as the one whom the Lord says, I desire you to go to her, to go through her, to come to me. That's precisely the road he took to come to us through Mary. And so he invites us to come back through her to the Lord. And we see this maternal mediation highlighted. And we heard of this in the homily yesterday as well, and the exaltation of the cross, this new Adam and the new Eve. But Mary is this new Eve. And as, as Eve was called the mother of all the living, Mary is truly the mother of all the living, not, not of this earthly life, but of that supernatural eternal life, the mother of all the living. And we can recall is that, that Eve, the Eve of old kind of disobediently grasped at that tree of life, at that fruit, and she shared it with her, with her husband, shared it with Adam, and they both ate unto their death. But with Mary, the new Eve, she is the one who is faithfully standing there at this new tree of life, which is the cross of Christ. And she is standing there in a loving obedience, humbly receiving the fruit of that tree of life, which is Christ himself, Christ her son. And she feeds, feeds us with his body and blood in the Eucharist. It's like she, she receives that fruit and she shares him with us. And I think actually a very powerful um, image of that, this is a very um, powerful image of the cross and our, our lady, but we also have a, a crucifix in our sanctuary that, that is there um, you know, all throughout the year. And it's a very powerful image, I think, of our lady of sorrows, particularly in that connection with the Eucharist. She's there gazing upon the, the Lord in his pierced heart. And she has that chalice there. 
kind of receiving all that love in the heart of Christ, all the sufferings and the love, and able to share that with us in the Eucharist. And so as we kind of conclude our reflection on our, our Blessed Mother this morning, I want to draw our attention to the words in the Gospel, Woman, behold your son. And then to St. John, behold your mother. And these words are very nearly the last words that Jesus ever spoke on this earth, kind of highlighting for us the significance of these words. And so it, the Lord is clearly pointing out to us that, you know, Mary is, is precisely here in the, in the hour of the Lord's suffering, not only in the joys, but also in the sorrows, that she is there, she's standing there and always present with the Lord. And by this title of being, being you know, woman, behold your son, behold your mother, this universal mediation she has as mother over all of us. And we also see St. John there as representing each one of us. And St. John is commonly uh, depicted in, in like iconography as this eagle. And it's because he flew, so to speak, the highest or the deepest into the mysteries of Christ. And so really understanding his heart, who he is for us, his divinity. And I think it's precisely because he's had such an intimate communion with Our Lady that he was able to penetrate into these mysteries, especially the suffering and the love in the heart of our Lord. And so our, our Lady has this unique vocation of bringing us face to face with the love in the heart of Christ crucified. And because John was there with her, he was able to, to behold that love in the heart of our, our Lord. And, and so I think the call for us today is to receive Mary as that precious gift of that, that mediatrix in our lives, to, to take her into our own homes, as it says at the end of the gospel, from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. And so we ask for that grace to be like John, to be also like St. Joseph, whom we celebrate this year, who took her into, his, his, into their homes, into all that made up their inner life, to their hearts, so that we can allow her to become as she was for Christ, for Joseph, for John, that inseparable companion along every aspect of our lives, in the joys, but also in the sorrows. And I think as a, as a, a last point here, I, I'm thinking there's a, there's a beautiful image of, um, in the Lord of the Rings, there's this image where Lady Galadriel, who's kind of very much a figure of the Blessed Mother, but she's gonna giving to uh, Frodo, the, the little character who's on this pilgrimage, um, in, the, in the story, and, he, and she says, you know, here's, I, I give to you a gift, and the gift is this, this precious little uh, flask, but it contained the light of a star, one of the most beloved stars of, of, the, of the elves, of the people of Galadriel. And she says to Frodo, she says, let this be a light for you when all other lights go out. And I think that is who Our Lady of Sorrows is. When all other lights go out, when everybody seems to have abandoned us as it was for 
our Lord and his life. She is the light that is there at our crosses, at our sufferings. Her light never goes out. She's always standing there with us. And so we ask for that grace today to turn to our Blessed Mother, especially in our hour of sufferings, in our difficulties, our crosses, that we would truly welcome her into our homes, into our hearts, into our lives, that she would be for us that inseparable companion in our lives, that we may draw strength from her standing by the cross that we face and be nourished by the food, the motherly food that she feeds us with, which is her son's body and blood, Jesus, our Lord in the Eucharist. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.